So I'm Alison David. Um, I'm Consumer Insight Director at Egmont. And so for any of you who don't know um, what Egmont is, we're a specialist children's publishing company. So children's is everything that we do. We do nothing else. Um, and uniquely, we publish both children's books and magazines. So there's no other children's publisher in the UK that does that. Um, our company purpose is to make all children proud readers. And a big part of our sort of goal to get there is our broad portfolio, which, as I said, includes magazines. Um, and so what we're trying to do is offer every kind of entry point, I suppose, and choice for ch all kinds of children. So understanding what helps and hinders reading um, books and magazines and also what helps and hinders buying them is a key focus of my research. Um, we work a lot with family, kids and youth and to, to try and understand this. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about our latest study, which is called Print Matters More, which we, be, uh, we did with Barbie and the team. Um, so I wanted to just start with a bit of context, actually, because it's really obvious that reading is important to a publisher. But in fact, children's reading is critically important to us all. Um, obviously, it has a positive impact on children and their well-being, which Barbie's going to talk about a bit later, on their achievements and so on. But it's incredibly important for our society and for our economy. Um, so it's a, it is a real concern that children, the frequency of children reading to themselves has been in long-term decline. So we monitor this. We've got um, trends back to 2012 um, in, in great detail. And um, it's been dropping every year, as has parents dropping um, parents reading to children. However, it's quite an interesting sort of area because obviously reading's not the same as buying. And if you look at children's book sales, it's very buoyant. It's more buoyant than the adult market. Um, it's been on an upward trend as reading has been coming down. And if you dig into that to try and understand why, um, what we can see is that heavy buyers of children's books is not in decline. Rather, it's actually growing slightly. Um, but there's, there's fewer they are fewer in number of heavy buyers, um, but medium and light buyers are in decline. Um, so, uh, I, but I mean, it's not all gloom and doom at all because children do read, of course, you know, and we know from, from book trust segments that some are very highly engaged with it. I would say, albeit there's um, generally that there's a trend that they're perhaps even the ones that are engaged are maybe reading a bit less than in previous years because there's so many other things to occupy their attention. But what's also really interesting to us is that those who do read prefer to read in print and that's despite their love of all this digital entertainment and the time that they spend on it um, so in fact the growth in the children's book market that I just talked about is really entirely from print um, it's not from ebooks it's not from book apps if you have a look at the sales they we statistically they're absolutely insignificant um, so it's all about print and um, to understand that, and this, is, and this is context to where we are today, really, <clears throat> to understand the appeal of print, um, we work with family, kids and youth um, and on a study which was called Print Matters. So if any of you were here last year, you would have heard us talking about that, was comparing print and digital reading. Um, and what we found then um, is that parents and children experienced a profound sense of emotional connection through reading together through print. Um, really, really strong feelings, nurture, nostalgia on the part of the parents, security, love, comfort, pure joy and pleasure were just some of the things. But what was really, really interesting about it was the intensity and the depth of those feelings. And that was the kind of jumping off point for what I'm going to talk about now, because I felt this presented a big opportunity. 
we know that decision-making is driven by emotions predominantly. And if you have a look at marketing theory, some say 85% of all buying decisions are based on emotion and just 15% on, on rational thought. Um, so if reading engenders such incredibly strong feelings, can we leverage that? Can we actually use that? And that gave us the new hypothesis, um, which was the deep emotional connection that reading with a child inspires can influence behaviour change and it can encourage more reading and more book buying. So um, this was the basis for, rather unimaginatively called, Print Matters More. Um, so <laughs> this, this project was quite a different approach than the many other studies. Um, it actually was what we called an intervention for six weeks. That's how we kicked it off. And what we did was we created a reading habit with 15 families, with children between the age of seven and nine, um, and they were all struggling with reading in some way. Um, and essentially what we did was we engineered, we engineered a reading routine for them so that they would experience and they would know the deep, deep joy of being together and sharing books and stories together and really feel that love that we know exists. Um, so we positioned the, uh, the project as giving these families something to do over the long summer holidays last year. And we know that for many parents, six weeks of, of school is sort of stretching ahead and thinking, how on earth am I going to fill it? It's a real headache to fill the time. So we said, we've got something for you to do. Um, we offered them a, a £10 book voucher every week for six weeks for the lead child so that the child could choose any book they wanted. And we also gave them a coffee shop voucher for the, for the bookshop for the, uh, for the entire family um, every week for six weeks so they could make a real outing of it. Parents agreed to read with their children for 20 minutes every day. Um, and then at the end of six weeks, we gave them £100. We said we'd give you £100 as a thank you. And that was the, end of, that was the intervention. And then after that, we continued to follow them to see what would happen. So... Um, essentially what we wanted to see, as you can imagine, is to see if the experience of that sort of intervention period would change their reading and their book buying habits in the long term. Um, and so we were keen to increase the understanding of the positive impact of reading over time to see what would happen. And to do this, we, we brought together three strands, or we brought together two other strands along with us as publishers, really. Um, so the, book t uh, the family and a book retailer, as well as us. So from the family uh, point of view, we, we're really, I suppose, exploring in depth whether families who are not regular readers at all benefit in terms of parental and family relationships and bonding through the uh, experience of regularly reading together, and if attitudes um, to reading and to book buying change as a result. And um, the... The using um, uh, sort of working with a bookshop, it, 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 we were able to explore the impact of regularly visiting a really fantastic place, you know, a wonderful bookstore. Um, so we collaborated with Foils on this study, and to see if that experience and that um, ability to have free book choice impacted on the children and on their reading. And obviously, from my point of view, from Egmont's point of view, we wanted to increase our understanding um, to feed that into our company purpose, which, as I said, is is, is quite a big purpose, um, to make every single child a proud reader. So what can we do and how can we work with stakeholders to move further towards our goal? Um, and that's, that's part of what we wanted this for. Um, so we work with families in Birmingham and Bristol and Stratford in East London. Um, and the Family Kids and Youth team went to meet the, uh, the, these families 
at the beginning of the summer holidays last year, uh, meet them in their homes. Um, and then we met them, they met them again at the end of the summer and continued to keep in touch with them, which I'll come back to in a moment. But that there was a beginning of quite a, a close uh, relationship that continues to today, actually. So, uh, at the, uh, as I said, at the start of the summer holidays, the, the, um, the team went into their homes, they were welcomed into their homes, and uh, they had extensive discussions and we filmed them. Um, and I suppose what we were trying to do was set the benchmark there about where, where are we, what, what is the situation with these families. And there were quite a variety of barriers to reading in, the, in these families. But I think it's fair to say, if you try to sort of pull it all together, in all of those families, reading with children was simply not prioritised. So we had time-short mums. We had mums whose focus was on multiple children or much younger children. Um, there were also the, the barriers with the children themselves. There were some children who were really struggling to read, actually, to actually decode properly. And there were some children who could read perfectly well, but they just um, were disengaged with it. So they didn't think it was anything that they really particularly wanted to do. Um, they were obviously um, interested in the project. Um, they were keen to take part. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they? You know, free books and free coffee shop vouchers and £100. Why wouldn't they be? Um, so, but not surprisingly, there was some scepticism about that. It was a bit like, well, what's, what's the catch? You know, a bit curious. But they wanted to take part. And so off they went on their uh, visits to foils every week and to mm. their coffee shops and started reading together. And then just three weeks later, halfway through the school summer holidays, the team at Family Kids and Youth met um, with focus groups in, in their local foils and to talk to the families and just see how they were getting on. And it, this was just such an amazing, amazing point, really, because mums were... It, it was amazing how much impact it had had in just three weeks. Mums were very surprised at how much they were enjoying it, um, and it was very clear that we challenged a lot of their expectations. Um, but without exception, the children were absolutely loving having their parents' attention, and just for them. It was, it was absolutely joyous for them. They were almost basking in it, I should say. Um, foils played a very big part too, the Foils experience. They were very positive about the experience of reading together, um, but also of going into the store, which was a total delight. And these, I don't know if, if any of you have been into Foils lately, but they are really wonderful stores. The environment's very, very welcoming, especially in the children's area. Um, and don't forget, these are families that rarely go into bookshops. You know, they didn't feel as if it was a place for them. And they felt very relaxed and at ease, really comfortable with it. They, um, there's a family in Birmingham who got to like the children's bookseller so much that they timed their visits so that they could be there when she was there and sort of talk to her and take advice. So it was a very positive experience for them. And the other thing that came through just after three weeks and which ended up turning into a, a big, big theme of this or key insight was that... Um, we found out that most of these parents had been in the habit of choosing books for their child, deciding what they should read, what they ought to read even, um, what they must read. But I think having that £10 giving, given to them that was money that wasn't from their own bank account, it kind of meant the stakes were lower for the parents and it didn't matter so much to them if the child made what they thought was a poor choice, like a My Little Pony sticker book or something, um, you know, which they didn't think they should be reading The Wind in the Willows. Um, they, they, they kind of relaxed about it, the parents did. And so they were beginning to relinquish control even after three weeks. And what we saw was that the children were absolutely loving being able to go in and make their own choice. And that theme got stronger as the project went on. 
So again, we, they were left alone to do their own thing. And at the end of the summer holidays, the team um, went back to interview them and to give them the £100 as the thank you. Four of these families had completely forgotten about the money, um, which I think was quite interesting. So maybe the project was rewarding enough, just they enjoyed it so much. But um, that, that was where, where we got to. And at the end of the holidays, um, we found real pride from the parents that they'd finished so I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that some of them had really struggled with that 20 minutes every day but they had all engaged with it as best they could um, found more time for reading and for several it was really quite challenging especially the ones with big big families um, and some of them said they really appreciated the routine and they told us that they wanted to keep it up which was obviously what we were hoping um, seeing their child's enthusiasm for choosing books for being read to, the, the, the enjoyment, the delight, and also the rapid progress that the children were making on their independent reading had a profound impact on, on them. And the experience had a, a massive impact on these children. Real behaviour change was, was noticed. And this is only over six weeks. So um, we, we've got uh, children that switched to chapter books, um, reading independently, reading of their own volition, reading more, reading uh, uh, and sort of... And as I said, and the mums also finding time to read to them, even though they said they had very busy lives. So that was the end of the what we call the intervention. And so basically these families were now left on their own. So there were no more vouchers, no more coffee shop trips, no more money there waiting for them, um, which meant, of course, that if they wanted to, they could stop. So really, this was the crunch time, and this, this is what it all hinged on, really, because we wanted to know if that six-week experience of the reading routine that we'd basically engineered and made them experience was powerful enough, as we said in the, in the hypothesis, to make them want to carry on. Um, so the family, um, kids and youth team have kept in touch with these uh, families of ours, interviewing them face-to-face -face and on the phone. On various occasions, and as I said, it continues now. So October half term, at Christmas, at Easter, and we're, we're going to have a focus group in July too. Um, we've also, as well as that, we've... Um, uh, so there's, there's been more work going on now, and as well as that, we've used behaviour change questionnaires to see what's been going on. So you'll obviously want to know, did anything change and did anything stick? Well, absolutely, definitely yes. So most of these mums have carried on reading to their children. Um, they're sharing reading, so by that I mean co-reading, taking a page each or whatever in, in turn. Um, we saw very, very clearly that being read to kick-starts independent reading and that uh, these children are still reading and still enjoying it. And we've seen families return to foils, buying more books, um, gifting books, getting them at Christmas, um, and aside from that, we've seen evidence of so much more than just reading and buying. So I think it's fair to say that these children completely flourished and continue to do so because of this reading routine. And Barbie's now going to explain some more about their growing self-confidence and self-esteem. So, hello everyone. Um, yes, I'm going to just take you through, and the title actually of this talk is about Does Reading uh, Improve Children's Self-Esteem? And I think it's just worth saying something about how um, children uh, develop a sense of self-esteem. It is incredibly important to their development. It actually builds resi resilience, independent thinking. It's even ha had an effect on um, whether or not they're likely to be bullied. Um, so it is acknowledged as being an incredibly important thing. Um, 
And it's actually um, brought about by children feeling, feeling confident. Uh, it's not necessarily children always being told, always being praised. Actually, that's known not to work that well. Um, so I think that sense that um, children can actually um, achieve something for themselves, actually gain something for themselves, has an, has an amazing impact. Um, I'd love this um, quote, actually, from a mum um, of Stanley, who's now eight, seven, when he started. Um, the last parents' evening at school, they said his reading is really coming along, and he's, like, in the top ste steps now for reading and writing. I think this book project has had a lot to do with that, like igniting a, lo a love of reading um, again, really. So the project absolutely demonstrated to mums that they could make time to read, um, despite their busy lives. And at the beginning, we had a lot of talk about busy, busy, busy lives. We did behaviour change questionnaires, which we haven't got time to go into, but basically I think this says it all, really. And you'll see that at the beginning and, 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 and even by, by Christmas, New Year, um, their whole opinion about having time to read my child um, had changed completely. And parents talked a lot about quality time, spending that very special one-to-one -one time with one child, not all the siblings, but one-to-one -one uh, time with, the, with, with all the children, with, all the, with that particular child. Um, and that's those strong feelings, that emotional bond that was actually prompted by this was probably one of the most extraordinary things that's, that's come out of this. So pride in the children's child's progress, learning to be more patient, learning to be tolerant, um, recognizing that importance of quality time. Um, and observing, actually, the child's growing autonomy, which is really, really key. Um, so a very special time, and, and sort of realising that these children are growing up um, so quickly. And we've had that privilege of actually working with these families for a whole, a whole year, which is, is quite amazing. Um, so they love uh, reading with mum. I mean, mum just feels proud. Mum's able to reinforce. It becomes, it becomes um, very, very special. Um, they talk a lot about having that time with mum away from siblings, you know, it, Finally, the little, you know, the little brother or the little sister isn't, isn't there breaking into everything. Um, and I think that general sense of self-confidence, actually, that is observed by mums um, is incredibly important. But also, of course, it's been picked up at school. And I think that's a really, really key part of it. Um, so increased autonomy, um, positive feelings from school, the big impact from school, um, the, uh, which has definitely grown their self-esteem. Um, parents and te teachers um, noting that the, um, the child is taking more, more um, part in class, asking questions, um, really being more articulate. Um, and actually, also, all of them had improved their rating levels, which is quite incredible. Um, and really, they'd become much more confident as well. So amazing families, and we have the privilege of having worked with them for a whole year, and I know that that's, we're going to um, go on talking to them a little bit as well. Um, I think you can see from what we've shown you how their confidence has grown, and it's actually been something that they've found for themselves, which is really, really important for children. And of course, the parents are actually quite surprised, um, but also delighted also. So thank you very much. Thank you.